Welcome to Centered Sundays with your host, Sheree Shai Holmes, creator of The Resilient Me. How y'all doing? How you feeling? We are almost to the end of the year and I have been enjoying the growth of The Resilient Me, of being able to talk more and reach out with the tribe members and interacting with you all. And I would love to hear some feedback from you guys still. I'm just giving you a heads up. After today's episode, I'm going to go on sabbatical, take a little break during the holidays, and I will be back at at it the first Sunday in January. So I'm just going to take a break for the holidays, and I will be back at it the first Sunday in January with more amazing topics. And for those of you that are wondering what is going on with this retreat, it's coming. It's coming, I promise, okay? (laughs) It's coming. I'm just working on putting things together. All right, but let's talk about today's topic. Seven steps to legally set up your business. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna go into too crazy detail because y'all know I, I used to work for the IRS, so I can I can go into great length, but I'm gonna try and keep it high level and just give you the seven steps that I think um which is not a substitute for uh actual legal advice, okay? <laughs> Disclaimer there. But the seven steps that I think you should have in your um, progression of setting up your business. So the first thing you want to do is decide on your legal entity. So that's if you you know want to be a sole proprietorship, an LLC, a partnership, a C corporation. There's actually quite a few pros and cons to each. And, you know, which one you choose is the the reason why this is important is because which one you choose determines how your business will be treated for tax purposes. Okay, so I'm going to break these down briefly for you. And if you of course, if you have any questions, feel feel free to send me an email um, and ask ask at the resilient me or, you know, can meet follow me on um, Instagram and send me a DM. Okay. All right, so here are your legal entity options. And this is for profit. I'm not not discussing nonprofit uh, this month. But I do have some women that I have already spoken to so that we could chat about that as well. So it's coming, but that'll be released in January. Okay, there are several different legal entity options for your business. So again, you wanna make sure that you're choosing the right one that gives you the most legal (laughs) advantage and the best tax benefits available for your business. So the first one, which is like the easiest one, it's not really hard to do or get, is the sole proprietorship. Now, this is pretty much, you know, the default sole business owner um, who doesn't register for any legal entity. So basically, the sole proprietorship is technically not a legal entity so the assets this is what happens the assets and liabilities of the business are not separate from your personal okay so your personal assets and liabilities now get lumped in with the business and the 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 scary part i'm just gonna go ahead and say i didn't want to say scary so i was pausing but the scary part of this is that you can be personally held liable for the debts and liabilities of the business so you want to make sure that you, if you can, just don't use this, period, okay? 
Again, this is my own personal advice, but (laughs) take it from me. I have worked in the IRS for over five years. This is not, this is not where you want to be when somebody gives you, you know, hands you a bill saying you owe over $50,000 in taxes. You could lose your home. Okay. So just to kind of explain, not, not just in the tax capacity, but if there was something, let's say you were making uh, treats or some sort of food or you were doing massages, someone gets injured and they blame you for it um, or someone chokes or anything like that. When you are registered as a sole proprietorship, as a business, let's say they sue you. They can, you know, whatever, if the lawsuit comes to $100,000 in damages and you don't have the money in your business to cover all that, they can come after your home, they can seize your personal bank accounts, and they can wipe you out. This is why you don't want to choose sole proprietor as your business. Now, in addition to that, let's say you start a business and you're like, I'm going to be the best darn landscaper and you try to grow too fast. So you go out here and you buy, you know, a ton of equipment, weed whackers, lawn mowers, all the stuff that you need. And then you can't get any yards, right? You cannot find anyone. (laughs) I'm being just kind of like going on the extreme end. You just can't get enough yards. So, and you, you went and bought all this equipment on credit and now you don't have enough money to pay. So when you're a sole proprietor, What happens if you try and file, you know, some sort of bankruptcy for the business, they can actually come after you personally for not paying that debt. So this is, that's two reasons why you really want to stay out of sole proprietorship. I wouldn't, I would, even if you were just starting out, like you want to protect yourself pretty much immediately. Okay. So the next level of legal business entities is a partnership. Now there's two different types, okay? But basically, um, this type of business structure has two owners or more, okay? So it's you and somebody else or you and like five other people, okay? So something along those lines, just more than one person. So when I said there was two different parts, types, here are the two different types. There's a limited partnership, which one partner has unlimited liability and that partner can be held personally liable for the liabilities of the business, but the rest of the partners have limited liability. So that's one. And then the other one is LLP, which gives limited liability to every owner. So you want to be cautious of the structure um, and how the partnership is being formed. Um, but I would avoid this if you if you can, okay? Now, I'm pretty sure everybody knows LLC, LLC. That's, that's the one she's going to say. That's the one we should do. Yes, I am going to recommend that if you're just starting out, and especially if you're, you know, by yourself getting this done, okay? So the LLC is a limited liability company. So boom, off the bat, you know you are limited personally. <laughs> you won't be liable um, for things that happen in your business that could, you know, involve litigation or if you're unable to pay the bills of the business, you won't personally lose everything that you have, okay? So this is the this is what makes an LLC LLC different from a corporation. Its profits aren't taxed at the company level. So they're not subject to what we would call double taxation, okay? Now, there is 
this sweet spot that you can be as an LLC. So you can be an LLC, right? But then all the money that you make in the business goes on your personal tax return. However, you can still deduct all you know your business expenses, but you're still gonna get taxed on it, still have to pay self-employment tax, etc. But there's an option as an LLC to elect to be taxed as a corporation. So you can file for S-Corp status. Now, the interesting thing about S-Corp, it's like this, um, it's, okay, I'm not, I'm not even that old. So I'm trying to be like, oh, you know, this has been trending. I feel like it's been trending. Maybe it's been around longer and I'm, I just think it's like trending in my community now. I don't know. I, I, I feel like when I was learning about all this stuff, people weren't doing it, but okay. Anyway, so um, S-Corp was really formed by Congress to help out small business owners. So it offers the best characteristics of both a C-corporation and a partnership. And I think overall, your taxes tend to be lower when the S-Corp is utilized, okay? So you're an LLC and you file for S-Corp status and you're electing to be taxed as a corporation. So how the S-Corp works is that you file a separate annual tax return. So not like the LLC where your business income is put on your personal tax return. You file a separate annual tax return, but you don't pay tax on the reported net income, okay? Instead, you're taxed on the allocable net income or the loss, you know, but allocable net income of the company is paid to the shareholders, okay? So basically what you're saying is I have this business, I made $60,000 from it, but the thing about being taxed um, at the shareholder level is that the IRS requires you to take a salary on the S-Corp. So say the company made 60000 my salary is 25000 I only get taxed on the 25000 Do you guys understand? Well, I'm asking a question like, <laughs> like I'm going to get an answer back. I hope you guys understand what I'm talking about. But if you want to, if you're an LLC and you want to elect to be treated like a corporation, you can file Form 1120S, okay? Try not to go too deep in the weeds, but it's real easy for me to go there. All right, and then the last option is a C corporation. That's completely separate from its owners. And that's pretty much the strongest one, strongest entity to use um, to protect you from personal liability. Um, but of course, you know, C corporations, they're, you know, expensive to set up and they're subject to tax at the corporate level and the individual owner level. Okay, all right. I could keep on talking, but I'm going to pull out. Let's go back into something easier. Now on to number step two. You want to make sure that you set up a separate bank account. You want to have a bank, a bank account for your business that's separate from your personal account. And you want to make sure that you keep your, your bookkeeping very clear, okay? Don't mix, even if you have a business account and a personal account, don't mix them back and forth, okay? You have to prove to the IRS that your business is not a hobby. Otherwise, they basically will say like you commingled your funds, you know, you were taking your business income into your personal account, 
This is not, you're not operating like a business. This is a hobby. So they won't allow you to claim any of the expenses on your business and they will put all the income you made from your business on your personal tax return. Boom, you're screwed, okay? So keep them separate and don't commingle. Write yourself a check. If you need to get paid off the business, write yourself a check, like a literal old school check. Do not do instant transfers back and forth, okay? Or you can use a payroll um, company and just pay yourself like every other Friday or, or every week if you want to, $100, whatever works for you. But make it look legitimate so that it's not like a bunch of money transferring back and forth and looks like you're co-mingling and you're treating your uh, business, basically what they would say is as a hobby, hobby, okay? Um, of course, if you're a corporation, you're required to have your own big account. You can't do that anyway. So that's really um, a word of advice to my LLC partnership as corp folk, Okay. Make sure you choose, this is step three. So step one is decide on your legal entity. Step two is set up separate bank accounts. Step three is choose a good accounting system. So you wanna choose a tool that can properly process your sales, including sending invoices if you have to, that can also sync with your bank account and provide reports to show you where your business finances stand. You wanna make sure that your expenses um, that you incur are actually added on a regular basis from your bank account or your credit card so that you have fewer like overdraft type mistakes and so that you get a clear understanding of how much it's costing you to run the business. So a few recommendations I can I can give there are QuickBooks, Self-Employed. I think a lot of people are, are really familiar and y'all, it's super intuitive. So don't get afraid and be like, I'm not a math person. Like QuickBooks, it's an app. You connect it to your business account. It records everything. All you have to do is just go in and edit. Like if it doesn't understand why you bought something from TJ Maxx, you have to go in and edit and be like, oh, that was for office decor or whatever, okay? You just have to go in and edit the categories. But it'll it'll even let you know like what is your portion of tax, quarterly tax that you need to make, you know? estimated self-employment tax payments that you have to make it'll also notify you of that it just makes everything super easy okay so quickbooks is one and wave apps and and zero those are all three that i would recommend quickbooks wave apps and zero wave spelled w-a-v-e apps and then um zero is actually x-e-r-o sorry <laughs> i think it's pronounced zero dust that's <laughs> That's what I call it, y'all. Zero. Okay. I could be wrong. <laughs> okay. Number four, determine your tax filing obligations. This is why I think a lot of businesses end up losing money because they don't do this step. And then four or five years later, they get a fat, overwhelming bill from the IRS and basically they don't have the money to pay. So make sure you determine your tax filing obligations in advance. Understand you are reliable. They don't care if you don't know if you didn't take this class in high school or in college. You are 100% liable to know all this stuff. So know what forms you have to file and ensure your business is always in compliance. So if you hire, if you're doing, let's just say like me, I'm getting ready to do, <clears throat> I'm getting ready to do a photo shoot. 
So I have a photographer, I have a makeup artist, I have an image consultant. Um, who else do I have? I've got a couple people going here. Okay. I have to, because this is for my business, right? I'm working on my book <clears throat> and also for my website. I have to ask these people, are they being taxed as a corporation or are they not being elected to be taxed as a corporation? If not, and they're an LLC not being elected to be taxed as an S corp or they're not, you know, incorporated, I need to, I'm required to issue them a 1099 NEC. Okay. That's what they call it. It used to be called 1099 miscellaneous, but as of 2020, they changed the name. Okay. It's the same thing as a 1099. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 1099 miscellaneous. So what I would like you guys to do is get clear on that. And don't be afraid to have these conversations with people. Your business coach even should be 1099 if if he or she is not incorporated. Anyone that you're paying money to help you in your business that is not a corporation, you need to be issuing, issuing a 1099 form to them, okay? The IRS has, I think, Fee, I got to double check this, but I believe the fees are up to $100 now, plus all other penalties that they, they put on there per 1099 that you fail to issue as a business, okay? So anytime I hire someone, I have to ask them, hey, are you a corporation? Are you be taxed as a corporation? Because, um, you know, if not, I need to send you this W-9, you know, so I can issue you a 1099. <laughs> okay. Let's, what number is that? One, two, three, four. Okay, number five, set up your payroll. So if you have employees, you definitely want to make sure that you are using a payroll system so that they can request their W-2s, you know, so they can handle direct deposit um, and ensure that the right amount is actually being withheld for taxes <clears throat> at the federal, state, you know, level, all right? So again, going back to independent contractors, you know, so my makeup artist, my photographer, um, I'm getting my website rebranded. So her as well. If all these, you know, people are not taxed at a corporate level, I need to be asking them, okay, well, you're an independent contractor. So then I need you to fill out, you know, a form W-9. And then I need to file a form 1099 at the end of the year, Okay. So that is my responsibility. So, you know, you got to be careful with this kind of stuff because this is kind of stuff that ends businesses, telling you. And unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, small businesses give the IRS a lot of money. Let me just say that in a very gentle way. And they know it. They know that they're unprepared and that they don't have the resources to, to, be responsible and handle their business well. So they make a lot of money off small business owners. All right. Um, where are we at? One. So one is decide on your legal entity. Two, set up a separate bank account. Three, choose a good accounting system. Four, determine your tax filing obligations. Five, set up your payroll. Six, we are almost done. Prepare a budget. Even if you are new, and you're not sure how much you're going to make, it's important to put together a budget. Start with your expenses. You know you'll have to determine. And then you'll know how much you need to make at least to cover those expenses and pay yourself. 
Get in the habit of making a business budget. Do not let yourself haphazardly make products, create services and help people and you have no idea how much this is all costing you. This is another reason why businesses fail in the first five years. It's out here willy nilly giving stuff away and giving hours of your time and and undercharging yourself, undercharging for the products that you've created and you just can't keep up. You can't keep afloat because you don't have your numbers on paper. So make sure that you create a business budget. And then the last one, number seven, consider getting business credit. Now, I know a lot of business owners, when they first start out, they're like, oh, I'm not going to get funding. Like, I'm just selling lashes <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I'm just a social media manager. I don't need that. But I'm telling you, you need to get your business credit. So that should be in your business name. And you got to start establishing it now. In the future, think about it like this. You want to prepare your business for where you want to go, not just for where you're at right now. So if you get started now, which is it, it's it's super easy and, and not expensive to do, it'll help you in the long run. So if you want to buy property or take out a loan in your business name, which you're definitely going to do if you grow, you will need to have a co-signer on your credit card. So say if you're trying to get like a credit card, or you're going to need to be personally liable, like put it up on your personal credit card, okay? Let's just say, okay, let's, let's take an example of a coach like me. If I don't have any um, business credit cards and I want to run this retreat that I was telling you guys about, what I'm going to have to do is put up my personal credit card and handle all these transactions. Now, yes, I'm going to get the money from you know the women that come in but now I have to tie up my personal funds in order to pay for these types of things. And, and then again, you don't want to give off the appearance that you're running this as a hobby. Okay. Having to use personal credit cards and personal um, information to be able to get your business rolling. You need to start establishing it as soon as possible. Even if it's something as simple, you know, it's starting off with a, um, what is it called? Uline, Uline account and ordering products from them, they will let you start with some business credit with them, you know, get your done in Bradstreet number and start preparing yourself to move forward. Even if you don't see it right now, the sooner you do it, the better. You don't really want to have to get a co-signer on your credit card. Like what you gonna do? You're the only one, <laughs> the only owner in the business. And I've seen this happen to businesses. I've seen this happen to nonprofits that are just kind of getting started and they're trying to have these big major conferences and they don't have they don't have they don't have the cards for that or they have to put down their business debit card and then the hotel is like all right we're going to swipe this for 7000 ah you know cuz they have to cover potential damages and now all the money that you have especially if you're starting out who knows if you got 7000 in the bank but let's just say you only got like five or 6,000. You need a thousand to, you know, at least run the conference for the next couple of days, you know, and then they have to be like, okay, well, who, which one of the board directors, which one of y'all can put up your credit card so that we can have this conference? No fam, don't do that. Don't, don't have your people out there like that. Get on board with your business credit as soon as possible. Okay. You got to set it up and make sure it's, you know, an automatic bill it, I mean, that you can have paid automatically and that you can just stay on top of it. Make sure you do have some activity on those cards. 
Make sure you, if you start off with a Uline account, make sure you do order some supplies here and there so that you can show um, consistent history, okay? So I think I gave you guys everything. Oh, oh, oh I have some payroll, payroll resources for you guys. So I know we're all pretty familiar with ADP as one of the big um, names of the game who help with payroll, but I do have three more that I want to share with you guys. Um, actually, no, two more, and then I, I have a resource to share with you for 1099s. Okay, so for payroll, I would recommend Gusto, gusto.com. Okay, I didn't need to do the accent, but it's Gusto, G U. STO.com. Okay. G U S T O.com. They handle HR, payroll, and tax compliance for employees and contractors. The next one is squareup.com. It's square, S Q U A R E U P.com. So common spelling for square up. They are uh, an affiliate, I think, or or yeah, that's the correct word of Square, the payment processing system. So you guys, if you have, if you use Square to pay for your services and products right now, you'll be in good ends. Okay, well, let me say this. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't want anybody like Sharice recommended them. I don't use Square. <laughs> I'm just saying if they're already a part of the family that you're using for your payment processors, you processor, you might want to look into using them for this too. So they also handle HR, payroll, and tax compliance for employees and contractors. Now, for 1099s only, you can use track1099.com. Okay, again, it is track1099.com. So they help you, it's like, it's super easy for you to online e-file and manage your 1099 NECs, W-2s, 1095s, W-9s, and a whole bunch of stuff more. Um, and they are also IRS approved, okay? So be careful when you're out here trying to find 1099 companies, make sure that they're IRS approved um, to the best of your ability and they're just signing up for some random rinky-dink service, okay? They handle tax compliance for contractors. They do not do payroll, okay? They just handle tax compliance for contractors. All right, so that's my list. I feel like this probably should be in an ebook. <laughs> I have so many ideas. Oh. Um, but yeah, that that is my tips for this week. I hope those seven steps uh, help you figure out what areas you need to work on. Or if you're like, hey, I've done all seven of these steps, shout out to you, boo. But let's just say you haven't. If you haven't and you're like, I do need some help with this, please reach out to me. You can still book a call with me. You can go straight to my Instagram and it says book me. You can book me right there and book a breakthrough business call with me for 45 minutes and we can chat, you know, about where your business at where your business is at and what needs you currently have. And then I can tell you what I can offer you and whether or not we would be a good fit to work together. Um, I think when you have a business coach who's really good in marketing and sales funnels and strategy, that's awesome. But to have a business coach who's good at that 
and also knows tax and also is aware of the financial side of how business works, you get the best of both worlds. So that's what I have created with my business um, bootcamp, business basics bootcamp. And it's called Soulpreneur Jumpstart that I am offering um, to the ladies. So I did offer a a group <laughs> to a, a new group program. So uh, moving forward from now until probably the end of this month, if I get anyone else who books a call with me, you will be rolled into the group format, okay? I'll open up one-on-one again next year, but right now I'm pretty much booked to capacity with clients. So yeah, group format is all the space that I have left. All right, that is my word for the week for y'all. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So let's say our affirmations. I am wanted. I am loved. I belong. All right. My queens, my beautiful sisters, my goddesses with a small G. (laughs) Have a million dollar week.